Blog Talk Radio. It is a dimension as vast and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pits of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area in which we call the lupus creepus zone.
The bathroom in our company is a little strange. It's a place where a lot of people trip and fall. And the strange thing is, there's nothing there to trip over. Like yesterday, my friend Yuki was in the bathroom. When she came out of the stall, she tripped over and fell on the tiled floor. She scraped her knee really badly. We took her to the break room and helped her put a band-aid on her bleeding knee. Are you alright? I asked. Yes, I, I guess so, Yuki replied weakly. You really are careless, laughed Sakura, one of our co-workers. It's not my fault, Yuki protested. Sato from the sales department fell in the bathroom last week, and the week before, so did Honda. And even though you knew that, you still fell, Sakura said. You're so clumsy. How do people keep tripping in there? You need to be more careful. I couldn't say anything. I didn't want to be the one to tell the others. A few days later, Sakura was in the bathroom. When she came out of the stall, she fell too. She said it felt as if she tripped over something, even though there was nothing there. Now who's the one that's careless? Yuki chuckled. It wasn't my fault, Sakura complained. When you step out of the stall, it's as if there's something there. Last time, when you tripped in the bathroom, didn't you feel like you tripped over something? What do you mean? asked Yuki. There's nothing there, said Sakura. But it still felt like... Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just my imagination. Midori, when you go to the bathroom, be careful, they told me. It will be weird if all three of us had band-aids on our knees. I laughed, nervously, but I assured them that I would be careful. But I know I won't trip and fall. That's because I'm the only one that can see them. The dead women lying on the bathroom floor, tripping everyone who comes out of the stalls. Uh, Lupus Creepus. And to the people, this was totally unprecedented. I had some very great technical issues with my system that I really had struggling trying to get back online. I apologize to you, uh, Mr. Lupus Creepus. How are you today, anyway? Maybe it's not just you. Maybe it's the subject, you know. Uh, I actually remember talking to a couple other people who... um, You've done, like, interviews and stuff about the paranormal things, and then suddenly they have technical issues. So, I don't know. Maybe the rituals I do actually uh, are starting to have an effect. Uh, my goodness. Um, so, you have a uh, YouTube channel, is that correct? Yes, I do. Uh, the Lupus Creepus YouTube channel. Uh, we do narrations like the one that uh, you just shown there. That one's a, a very fun one. I've always liked the Japanese urban legends. And um, I do video games as well as our most popular series, uh, Will It Kill Me, where I test out all the creepy ghost games and urban legends. And uh, what inspired the uh, Will It Kill Me series? So um, a few years ago, I, I really got into creepypasta, just those online stories of just, you know, creepy things and ghosts and 
monsters and all that. Uh, but there was one category that always drew me in because I just found it fascinating. That was the uh, the ritual creepypasta category where, you know, they'd write out the instructions to, you know, face down some kind of creature or whatever to gain something after it. Uh, and I always just found those very fascinating, just the steps that, you know, people would create to follow in order to get to this end goal. But it always ended up where if you did one thing wrong, then you'd end up dragged down to hell for all eternity. And always in the back of my mind, I always wondered, like, hey, I wonder if maybe one of these, you know, might actually be true or something. So I thought it would be, you know, fun and interesting to try these out and see what happens. And uh, I started doing that and recording it, and it kind of took off from there, and now I keep doing it. Okay, and what has been the result of having such a channel as this, and what do you expect the result to be? Uh, with the Will It Kill Me's or just the channel in general? Uh, let's start with the Will It Kill Me's. Okay. Well, I- I'm a skeptic. So, of course, my first thought is that, you know, nothing's really going to happen. And for the most part, we we haven't had anything, you know, crazy come out of it. Uh, there's been a few odd things uh, that's happened during a couple of these, uh, specifically during, like, the Midnight Man. We've had a, a couple odd things happen with some shadows and one person calling out the ghost and his candle going out like he was getting attacked. Uh, we've had some weird sounds. It's just... So weird little coincidences, but nothing very specific, concrete, like, oh, my God, this is the ghost. This is happening. But, uh, I see. As far as... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And you... So you said you're a skeptic, so you never really had uh, second thoughts about performing the rituals, nothing like that. Well, I consider myself a, a. I'm open to the possibility of of ghosts and unknown things out there, but I haven't seen anything that has, you know, been 100% evidence for me that's made me go, oh my gosh, all of this is real. Everything you know is real, uh, but I'm open to the possibility. So, you know, if it happens, okay. But if it doesn't happen, I'm still going to probably remain skeptical about it until I get my oh-my-God moment. And as you said, you said um, that nothing has really happened, maybe some strange things here and there as a result mm-hmm. of doing these rituals. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, we haven't had anything crazy happen. You know, a few little odd things, but nothing that's, we we haven't caught a ghost on tape yet, but we're still trying. Uh-huh. And so what's been some examples of anything strange that might have occurred or what you think that might be linked to this? Oh, well, let's see. Um one of the ones that, that comes that comes to mind is uh, we had the opportunity to go and investigate the Washoe Club uh, in Virginia City, which is supposedly a very haunted location. Um, the, one of the biggest things that they've had was uh, the Ghost Adventures actually went there, and they caught a full-blown apparition on camera. So we had a chance to go in there and do our own investigation. 
And one thing that I always thought was kind of funny to me was uh, each of us would go off and do a section and we'd do what we call isolation sessions where we'd sit down and, you know, try to talk and put on a little recorder and see if anything came out of it. And uh, one of my crew, uh, Justin, he went off into a room and we normally went in about teams of two, like he'd go off in the room, I'd stay a couple rooms back just in case something happened, because the building's quite old. So, you know, he's doing his thing in the room, I'm staying a few rooms back, and I hear this big stump while he's doing it in his room. And my first thought is, oh, crap, man, he dropped something. He dropped one of the pieces of equipment. God, those things are expensive. I hope he didn't break it. Oh, man. So, you know, he comes out, and he doesn't say anything and all the stuff, and then we go back to the group, to the rest of the group that was over in the other side of the room, and they look up, and they're like, hey, so what was that stump noise? And I start answering, going, yeah, Justin dropped one of the – I didn't drop anything. I look at him going, what? What do you mean he didn't drop anything? I heard it. No, I didn't drop anything. Huh, so I went back and looked at the uh, the camera footage. Doesn't drop anything, but that stump still happens in his room. So it, it's little things like that uh, that have come about, like odd little coincidences or odd little happenings, but something that I can't 100% say is like, oh, my God, that was a ghost. But still odd, you know? Uh-huh. So you've done, like, the Ouija board uh, sessions and, uh, say, the Bloody Mary sessions, done sessions like that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ouija board uh, is probably one of our most popular uh, videos on there and, and segments. This, I, it's very, I think a lot of people are very interested in the Ouija board. Uh, me, myself, I'm not... I'm not 100% convinced about the Ouija board. I think mainly the Ouija board is a way to get in contact with your subconscious. That, that's what I think the Ouija board is really good for. You know, I could, of course, be wrong. I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm just a crazy guy who likes doing these things. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we've done the Ouija board. We've done Bloody Mary. We've, we've tried to go between doing a lot of the classics as well as some of the newer stuff that we've, been, uh, we've, we've encountered. Uh-huh, so, yeah, I kind of have an idea about the Ouija board. Um, aside from yeah. the movies, I don't really think there's really anything, like, energy or anything behind it other mm-hmm. than what coming from the people that are participating in it. Mm-hmm. I, I happen to but, agree uh, with you. I, I think that's it, yeah. But uh, let me try to get another creepy pasta in here for you. Sure, yeah, go I for it. We, I hope you can come back. Are you are you willing to come back on the program? Because we lost some time here. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I definitely would love to come back. All right, I will definitely do my best to make it even better. But uh, I do have this. Let me if I can pull this creepy pasta up. A business card is kept. Some stores keep it well hidden, locked in a safe, and will deny its existence. Others will show you if you ask for it by name. None will have displayed in the open. On this card is a name, Moonlight Films, 
and a contact number. It is always a local number. Go to any payphone in your city and dial the number. The answer will be prompt, but all you will hear is silence. Wait 30 seconds. Then you will be served. A dry, monotone male voice will ask you a question. Is the road from life to death dark? The correct response is, it is moonlit. If you answer with anything but the correct reply, he will hang up on you. If you fail the first time, I'd suggest not trying again. But if the question is answered properly, the man will say one address in your city and then hang up. Go to this address, and you will find that it is a small, dingy apartment. The carpet will be dirty, the wallpaper flaky and wrinkled, the windows cracked. It will smell of tobacco smoke and decay. On the stained, old coffee table, there will be a paper bag. On this bag, your full name will be written in red sharpie. Open the bag, and you will find an unlabeled videotape. Take it and place exactly 10.99 in the bag, then leave. You can watch the tape if you like, but you don't have to. I warn you, it's not pleasant. You will see a room or chamber papered in desiccated skin. The furniture will be crafted from flesh and bone. The tape will last approximately 32 minutes and will depict the murder of a person and then the subsequent crafting of their body into furnishing. Lampshades made of skin, tables made of bone. After renting the tape for one week, you must return it to the apartment by sliding it through the mail slot when the time's up. After that, never return to the apartment and definitely don't call the number ever again. I'd also suggest you not keep the tape more than a week. The owners will not be satisfied with a mere late fee. And you know, a good home can never have enough accessories. So you think uh, with these rituals, uh, folklore, creepypasta, do you think they're just fabricated stories mixed into fun games for children, or is there any any kind of, uh, I don't know, truth to them? Uh, well, I think... Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I think... Uh, well, I think uh, everything is kind of a... Um, I think that there's a grain of truth in everything. That, that's what, and that's why you go into this thinking, I think. That that's kind of the mentality that I try to keep into it. That perhaps that you know maybe within all these stories that there is a little bit of truth here, and that maybe something might come out of it. Um, but I think for the most part, a lot of these are just a different way of telling a story than your 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 normal version of it. It's a way to tell a legend. It's a way to tell that you know that that folklore. It's it's almost a way to put your reader into the middle of it, like, if you go here, this will happen. They can imagine themselves going in and doing it and experiencing this thing. It's the different storytelling format. Um, as far as, like, you know, games for kids and all that stuff, a lot of these I wouldn't really recommend kids would do, and a lot of them I wouldn't recommend a lot of people doing because it it can involve not just, you know, paranormal dangers, but also real-world dangers, too. 
I mean, there, there's a few that I've done that require blood and require you pricking yourself and putting blood on something or whatnot. And, you know, you have to be careful with that stuff. You don't want to hurt yourself, you know, beyond, I guess, the, like the few drops of blood. Or there's also ones that involve candles and everything that there's a real chance that if you knocked over a candle, you could start a fire. And that's one of the things we've always tried to focus on when we do these ones. It's making sure that we are aware of the real-world dangers and that we you know, are prepared to deal with those if anything happens from there. So uh, some of these, you know, like Bloody Mary and all that, yeah, you know, it's, it's fun, you know, sleepover games for kids. But anything, you know, getting beyond that, I, I would not recommend children do. What is next? Uh, for Lupus Creepus and the gang, you know, you have, I noticed your assistants that help you out from time to time. What's next as far as projects or videos, things like that? Well, uh, right now, we are working on a few things. Uh, one is, uh, probably our biggest one is Brittany, who's been pretty much my, my co-host throughout this whole thing. Uh, she's still very recently started her own segment called A Pinch of a Cult, which I, I would say is, is similar to Will It Kill Me in particular aspects. Uh, she focuses on, like, you know, the witchy things, the magic spells, things like that, seeing if those work. So I, I, I think that one's very interesting, too, and I, I've given her pretty much free reign on it, so what, you know, whatever she likes to explore and all that, you know, she can bring to the table, and it's it's offered some very interesting things. Uh, still working on, you know, we got narrations coming out every week. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited about, and this doesn't have to do with Will Kelly, but I'm still excited about it, is uh, I just got a hold of a PlayStation VR set, and I'm really looking forward to uh, showing my viewers a lot of, like, the cool VR games that are coming out for horror, because I've had a chance to do a little bit with Oculus, and... Oh, it's it's horror gaming is entirely different in general when you use the VR headset, and I would love to be able to show everyone just how creepy and scary these things can get with those on. Uh, lastly, with Will It Kill Me, we're still going strong. Uh, one of the upcoming things I've been wanting to do is doing a medley of uh, the creepy cursed videos that are supposedly wandering around the internet, like Mariana Mortegard, Let's Go Orv, Whip packed Q or something like that. It's a jumble of letters that's supposed to lead to a cursed video. Uh, and I'm still working on doing some of the bigger ones, but that involves getting a few particular locations. So if I can get some of these locations, I would love to bring some bigger willies back to the channel as well. And I also want to add this. What? So I guess you're at, you had the same attitude with the idea about exorcisms and possession and all that? You ever uh, mm-hmm. looked into that? Researched that at all? Uh, no, no, that's that's not really something that I've looked into. I mean, uh, you know, there's stories and things like that that I've, you know, read and, and listened to and everything. Uh, but I haven't done a whole lot with those. Uh, I know some of these will kill me. They're supposedly ending in you getting possessed or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, uh, if let's say if I was ever invited to an exorcism, oh God, I would love to attend. It would probably terrify the hell out of me, but I'd love to check it out and bring a video camera. <laughs> but I think those might be a little hard to get into. 
Thank you. 